0: Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick.
1: It's fun.
0: Saint. Patrick. Patrick Cox, how are you today?
1: Andy, Andrew Page, how are you doing?
0: Good. You called me Andrew, though. Isn't that your name? It's my legal name, yeah. And it's you what You prefer like, Andy though, right? I do prefer that's Andy. What you prefer? Yeah, it's what like all my old high school friends and my family, they all call me Andrew. And then it was after high school that I rebranded to Andy. Yeah. So
1: See, that's That's interesting because I did the same thing but in reverse. Because I used to be called something horrible all my <laughs> all my uh all my friends from high school and family and then after high school I rebranded to Patrick, which is my full name.
0: Okay. Yeah, you went the other way around, huh? Mm-hmm. See my I my, get it, thing, I'm with you. my thing was like I don't want to grow up, so I wanted to take like the little kids version of my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's part of my rebrand, you know, it's like Andy. I'm just a little kid. And the I'm always gonna Andy. be I'm always gonna be a Toys R Us kid, Patrick
1: well that's what it says on your boot doesn't it, it doesn't say andy on your boot
0: it, it does yeah in c- just in case i miss my boot or i lose my yeah. boot i mean yeah
1: so technically that's who you are
0: yeah technically <laughs> so next time you greet me um at a podcast don't don't use the the term andrew or the Do name you andrew? andrew yeah formal that's okay. that's that's not my it's not my brand
1: Okay, I apologize. I did I didn't know. I didn't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, every every designer has like a brand, right, Patrick? So You think so. We're
1: supposed to, right?
0: We're supposed to.
1: A well-thought-out, crafted, designed brand.
0: Yeah. So don't don't be Sounds messing like with you. my brand.
1: Okay. I won't. I'll be on I'll be on brand next time. In fact, maybe I'll just edit the the oo out.
0: <laughs> you'll will edit the what?
1: The oo out. The Andrew out. I'll just I'll edit the Drew out.
0: Okay. But you're gonna put the e at the end of it, right? The e sound.
1: Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> okay. It'll just it'll be like an e. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all edited, choppy.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, that, Well, that's...
1: I, 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 I appreciate that you respect my brand, and I will respect your brand in the future.
0: Thank Moving you. Forward. At so least until, <laughs> at least until I need to rebrand again. You know, um, yeah. usually it's a midlife crisis sort of thing when you do a rebrand for the second time. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Do you have any prospects? Would you go with a completely different name, or would you try go with like your middle name or something?
0: I could do that. I, I have a lot of options. Like I could do Drew. Although oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of that version of my name.
1: Drew kind of sounds sad, right? Like it. Like you have like Andy, sounds happy. Like when you say Andy, he kind of puts a smile on your face. But like Drew kind of sounds like. Drew, you know, like, oh,
0: <laughs> sounds like I'm about to say the word droopy, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: Yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> I could go with uh, my rebrand because I'm currently in a middle uh, midlife crisis, right? Oh, okay. my rebrand could be Ryan. I could go as Ryan. Oh, that's my middle name. So I could nice. just go. Now I'm known as Ryan. And maybe if I change careers, like if I get out of the whole design game here and get into, you know, owning my own bowling alley, maybe, uh, maybe it'll be Ryan's bowling alley.
0: <laughs> it will be a well-designed bowling alley, I hope.
1: It'll be fun, man. It'll be Laid fun. Laid out
0: right. Um, you look like a Ryan. I could totally see that. Do I look like a Ryan? You totally do.
1: Do I look more like a Ryan or more like a Patrick?
0: I'm gonna say honestly, I think you look more like Orion. <laughs> I don't know that name fits for Dang. me.
1: <laughs> Dang, maybe I should go with it. Yeah, my well, only other option is Rick, <laughs> and that's you not gonna happen.
0: Don't do Rick, no.
1: Also, it's it's uh, Rick is my uncle, so he's hmm. Rick Cox. So I can't really take his name. That would be yeah. that'd be theft.
0: Yep. That wouldn't fly at all. Unless you just like disowned him. Then that's fine.
1: Yeah. You you could go with like Tobias.
0: I could go with <laughs> Tobias? What?
1: Isn't that your middle name? Tobias?
0: <laughs> no. Oh. It's not my middle name. That's Mm-mm.
1: not your middle name, huh?
0: No, it's not Tobias. Um my what about middle name?
1: Hamilton. Oh, sorry. Oh man. What's your middle I, name?
0: My middle name is Jordan.
1: Oh, Jordan's cool.
0: Yeah. But not That's Hamilton. Cool. No thank you. I'm good.
1: Andrew Jordan has a cool ring to it.
0: Yeah, it flows, doesn't
1: oh, it? Oh my gosh. You could go by AJ.
0: I could go by AJ completely. That was another oh, one of my options.
1: Dang. Dang, that's the coolest rebrand ever, AJ.
0: I thought AJ I was Page. thinking about I was thinking about AJ like in elementary school. I was like, yeah, I should do AJ. Yeah. I never did it though.
1: Oh man, AJ AJ would have been a cool rebrand. You still got time. You still got time.
0: I don't think I'm cool enough to pull off an AJ.
1: Nah, I think you are. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> AJ's AJ's a cool name. You're a cool guy. You got it. Done. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you could pull off Jordan I think Jordan is really? a tough name to pull off yeah really wow okay yeah there's just a lot of Jordans you know there's a Jordan Knight from Nuke It's on the block there's uh, theres there's just a bunch of Jordans out there I can't think of any of them right now
0: okay um, yeah yeah the only Jordan I really know is um, you know Michael
1: yeah. Yeah, but pff. he's so he's so old. Nobody, you know, nobody, nobody knows about him. anymore Nobody knows him anymore. That's true. Kids, kids don't know him these days. Yeah. Plus, his name isn't Jordan. That's his <laughs> last name. He's Michael. He's Michael. He's Air Michael. That's what it says on all of his shoes.
0: But Air what Michael. does it say on his jersey, Patrick? <laughs>
1: is uh, Michael <laughs>
0: <laughs> he should have rebranded to air Michael that would have been a cool first name air. Yeah,
1: air Michael would have been sweet yeah <laughs> after the uh, after they had those shoes what was it like in the late late 90s early 2000s that were all crap they were all garbage there was like a couple years where nobody really bought them they could they should have rebranded to air Michaels <laughs> Yeah, they put Michael Scott's name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would buy those shoes, Michael Scott shoes.
1: What if you rebranded as Hamilton?
0: <laughs> um, you know, Patrick, if I rebranded as Hamilton, I would have to do, do a have... lot of research because we we took the Hamilton Challenge last week, uh huh, and I got about as far as watching the trailer, <laughs> and I didn't watch. <laughs> So that that's a that's a nice hypothetical that, that that could be something I could rebrand as, but I, I don't know what that looks like because I didn't do yeah. my homework. Oh,
1: okay. I watched, um, I'm much more ahead of you now, but I'm still not very far. I watched 20 minutes of it this morning. Wow. Because I was like, oh crap, I told Andy we have to watch this. So I'm going to watch as much as I can and I'm going to fake it. So I'm glad I'm glad you didn't do your homework either.
0: Yeah, you must feel a lot better cuz <laughs> I did pretty horrible.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm 38 minutes in. And it's okay. it's starting to I'm starting to kind of get it. Um Yeah. I don't know. Are, are you are you a big Broadway person?
0: Um I'm not actually like I am not typically a person who likes to go to plays personally. Um, Like, for example, I went to The Lion King and it was like Mm -hmm. fine for me because I just kept going like, this isn't exactly like the movie, so I don't like it as much. (laughs) (laughs) The movie that I've seen 30 times. Um, So I had a problem with that. I will say, though, I did go to Wicked and that was a good experience. That's really been Mm -hmm. the best experience I've had um, watching a, a Broadway play. Of yeah. which I've probably watched like four total, so I'm not I'm not big into that stuff personally.
1: I'm with you. I've seen probably four, maybe five. Not never on Broadway. Never seen anything on Broadway.
0: Yeah, me neither. Yeah.
1: Um, but I, so here's here's where I'm struggling already. I don't I know most of the music already. I've listened to the soundtrack before, so I know most of the music already. Okay. I know kind of what the story's about, right? Just based on the music, I know historically what the story you know of Hamilton is. Mm-hmm. But here's here's where I'm having some trouble: the scene never changes. It literally doesn't change. The like, and and maybe I'm being way too picky here, but like, the the scene is like in there. They're like in a warehouse, and that background never changes. No way. It's, and for some reason, that's really bothering me. Like, the lights change and stuff, so they try to like make it feel different, you know? Like they create different feeling for it. Mm-hmm. But literally, there's there's two staircases on either side of the stage, and it's just the stage, and that's pretty much it. Like it hasn't changed at all.
0: Wow! So they do have a background, and it's just like is the story. Supposed to take place in one scene, or is it actually supposed to be taking places in multiple scenes? But the scene just isn't changing.
1: No, like it takes places over like like a long period of time. Oh, really? So it's it's weird. The the set maybe little pieces of the set change a little bit, but the overall set doesn't change at all.
0: Wow, that's interesting.
1: It's weird, and and they're, they're um and I know this is pretty standard for characters in in plays, but their costumes don't change at all either. Like they're exactly the same as like when he was when he was like at the beginning when he's kind of coming up, he's wearing the same jacket as he is now that he's working like for George Washington. Okay. Like it it seems it just seems visually it's not appealing.
0: Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And I, I know you say that like characters um their costumes don't change much but i don't know if that's true patrick when i when i played jackie robinson in like the third grade <laughs> i changed it was like a 15 minute play and i changed like three yeah. times yeah and that so was I don't probably know what Hamilton's doing
1: yeah that was probably very historical too and jackie robinson <laughs> wore basically the same uniform every day right <laughs> a baseball player yeah <laughs> i just yeah i feel like i feel like watching hamilton is not is not visually very appealing at all and maybe i'm just a snob because the only things i've ever seen are like phantom of the opera uh lion king uh wicked like those are the ones that, that mm-hmm. the 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 studio i guess the the stage is part of the character of the show right it's like yeah. like in lion king they bring the they bring the mountain out and the, they got all the animals and they got things going on in the background that show You know daytime or nighttime or they're in the desert i I just feel like it's it's just the same it's it's just song after song after song on the same stage so it kind of feels more like a concert
0: like it's really interesting
1: but even a concert like they've got the big screen in the back they're putting on some kind of show right i feel like this isn't changing very much like in some of the characters, there's a character that's always carrying like a wine, like a flask, like a beer flask. Mm-hmm. He he never changes. Like it's, he's he's they're they're exactly the same throughout the whole entire. I haven't to be fair, I haven't watched the whole entire thing. Maybe at minute, maybe at forty minutes, the whole set changes. Because <laughs> I'm like two, two minutes. minutes away. <laughs> But they keep like one, like one. They're in New York, and then they're in the streets, and then they're in something else. Like you can tell that by this, and then one they're getting married. Like he's getting married, so you hmm. can tell by the song what's going on, and by by what the dancing and stuff is happening. But I was like, is he? Are they getting married in a tavern? What, what what's going on? Like it's it's all the same set. That's my that's my first that's my first overall criticism is. I'm stuck on that, and I'm having a hard time uh, moving forward. Now they do have the whole set turns, hmm. like the the floor has like a like a record player type effect going on in there. Yeah. So like they do some cool stuff with their dancing, and they get in that thing, and it like I don't know that's kind of cool. But like visually, there's not there's not a ton going on visually, man. Just not. That's a interesting.
0: Yeah. And usually like plays really, uh, at least the ones I've experienced, really lean heavily on that because it's harder, at least in my opinion, to immerse people that are in plays. Because like you have to like really you have to take your time to imagine what's going on. Um, Yeah. So like if they like have a lot more like set pieces that are like complex and you know beautiful, then it really takes you into the story. Whereas if it if it's you know very plain, then you have to imagine all the other stuff, and it's harder to be immersed in that story so um yeah. that's a it's an interesting thought, Patrick, an interesting criticism. It might be something that they wanted to do as part of that story. maybe um the fact that things don't change much is uh, a theme of the story that the the writers are trying to portray, but yeah, so far that that yeah. sounds pretty interesting. who knows
1: it just seems like as a design. Like, as a design principle, if you're doing this, well, and, and part of this, too, is, like, it's so hyped, right? Like, I've never seen it, and it, for the last, I don't know, five, six years or however long it's been around, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard so many people think it's, like, the greatest, like, Broadway play ever, right? They keep talking about how this is the greatest thing ever. I've been to all these different things, and it's amazing. And, you know, people are taking pictures of themselves and posting it on Instagram when they go, and it was such a big deal when they came through. The Off-Broadway came through here and just to be like just to kind of just kind of watch it and have it feel boring just seems kind of odd to me you know like yeah and just kind of like the lack of visual like there's 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 a lot of good there's a lot of dancing there's a lot of movement it's it's very fast like the the everything's moving quickly so you have to kind of like stay you have to pay attention which mm-hmm. i think i like but at the same time, it's like visually it's just not very appealing like the same everybody's just the same all the time, and it's kind of driving me nuts but but maybe <laughs> it pays off maybe there's like a big maybe it's like a night and a day thing, you know it's like, oh, we'll get yeah, halfway through and then it all changes and now it's like this new thing I don't know
0: yeah, yeah, who knows
1: I mean, it's about the revolution, so maybe it's like maybe you know after the revolution here it's gonna turn into this like brand new day, maybe you know, America the beautiful, whatever.
0: It could be like uh, what? was that movie? Um, oh crap! I hate when I re- try to think of something, but I can't think of it. Um, there's a movie <laughs> really long time ago. Oh yeah, The Wizard of Oz. When it's like black and white yeah, for yeah, the yeah. first like 20 minutes of the movie, and then it like transitions into this like beautiful color. Uh, maybe it's something like that. Uh, maybe it'll do that. maybe it'll in.
1: go black and white in a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 I did. I. I I will say the music because I lo- I like the music the music I've always listened to right. Um, the performers do an amazing job. It's that yeah. I don't I think that's a difficult thing to do. That much music, that much dancing, you know, and and combined with the speed and and like the the hip hop portion, like the the rapping, like t- that's it's pretty impressive. Like that's really cool. Um, oh yeah the they had a little piece with king george when he came out and he was he was pretty cool like his his song was really cool um and he was all tricked out and everything like you know an english king and stuff so it was pretty cool but hmm. it just seems like the background is just it's just a it, it's kind of just like a black background so i don't oh. it just seems kind of odd to me that that would be the effect they're trying to get but i don't know minimalist maybe i don't know
0: who knows yeah
1: I got to give anyway. it, I still have two hours left, so I don't know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, <laughs> I've got two hours and three minutes left to go. <laughs>
0: Great. Yeah, I still have the whole thing. So yeah, this is, this has been a, a pretty astute review from two people who haven't seen all of this <laughs> and are not, um, you know, constant playgoers. So this has been, it's been good. I'm sure it's been really helpful for our listeners.
1: This is like people critiquing preseason football, you know, like trying to be like trying to be like, yeah, the Steelers are going to suck this year based on three games they played, you know, at half speed. Like, that's what this that's what this critique is. Anyway, what's our what's our real topic?
0: Uh, So let's go ahead and uh, run the the random topic um, chooser, um, Patrick. (laughs) So it looks like um, our topic today. This one actually, this one came in pretty recently, and it came in, uh, Patrick, through Twitter.
1: Ooh, came in hot. All right. Came in through hot the, through Twitter. Through the Twitter. Ooh, you know if it's coming through Twitter, it's got some, uh, it's got some funk on it. It's got some sting on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> know about sting, but <laughs> <laughs> you know this is gonna be
1: controversial if it's coming out of Twitter. <laughs>
0: We'll just have to see. Um, so uh, this is um, sent in by Aaron. Um, his last name is a little bit hard to say, so I'm going to say Aaron B. Um, Aaron B. Okay. So Aaron B. sent in this question in Twitter. On Twitter, he said, "What advice do you have for recent boot camp or college grads who graduated in the last um, or the, in the less than ideal COVID job market? <laughs> How would you recommend maintaining your new skills?" And how would you recommend networking or getting a job during all of this?
1: Yeah, that's, that's tricky, dude. Yeah. Um, the word practice comes to mind, Mm-hmm. like, like don't stop just because, just because you're looking for a job, don't stop, like pick up projects if you can, even if they're projects that you, um, come up with by yourself and practice those, right? Like, yeah. Redesign something. Design, you know, design a portfolio for yourself for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, practice. Own those skills, as they as they say, right. Sharpen the sharpen the saw.
0: <laughs> sharpen the saw. Is it sharpen the saw or is it like sharpen the knife, Patrick?
1: Uh, I I always heard it as saw. Sharpen right. the saw.
0: Fine. I don't
1: know. Knife seems a little like you like. You're going to stab somebody or something, you know? Saw saw is more related to (laughs) building things. Right? (laughs) Knives are more related to stabbing people and and surgery and making sandwiches and stuff like that. I don't know. Seven, what is it? the The Seven Deadly Things to Influence People or whatever it is, that book. Uh... That's one of them. Sharpen the saw, right?
0: Um, I don't know. I haven't read that book, Patrick, <laughs> but I'm going to take your word for it, man. What?
1: so what, what other advice do you have for somebody looking for a job right now, especially <laughs> bootcamp grads?
0: I think along the lines of practice, I also wanted to add, um, you know, this is, this is an opportunity, I think. Where where companies are struggling right now, and they might not have a lot of um, budget to hire somebody to like do to do their stuff, they might not have the budget to have a UX designer. Is what I guess I'm trying to say. So I think um, you could look for opportunities to do freelance work, um, maybe even pro mm-hmm. bono work, um, and you could also look for opportunities to help with the causes that are going on right now. Um, so you could you know lend your skills. Um, to, to help people who need health, that have health, health, that have health problems and need help with that. So I think you can look for, um, opportunities during this time where you can lend your skills as a UX designer. And that can be part of your portfolio when you're, when you're ready to, you know, get that job and show, show individuals, you know, what you've worked on. Um, you can be creative and look for something along those lines. Um, but yeah, definitely like keep going with that practice. If you don't have any specific work to do, then, um, you can still keep going with that practice of visual design um, practice of UX design of, you know, figuring out what people need. And, you know, some of that practice even goes along with finding a UX job. Um, You have a problem and then you can use your UX skills to find a solution. Um, So your solution is you need a job. So what can you do to find a job? Right? So you can use a lot of those skills to um, keep looking for that. Um, So I, I think there's, there's definitely some some creativity that, that you can um, bring into that to, to keep um, learning and keep your, your saw sharp, as uh, Patrick is saying. Um, now, on the other side of things, um, the other portion of his question, which I think is definitely an interesting one, um, is how do you recommend networking um, during all of this? Um, so when we've talked about networking before in the past on this podcast, Patrick, we've talked a lot about like Um, reaching out to people and going out to lunches and um, you know, lots of like one-on-ones with people where you're like talking to them and seeing them in person um, when you're going to meetups and all that sort of stuff. Um, So there's definitely a way to network digitally. Um, We all know that. Um, You have LinkedIn, email, and lots of social media ways of being able to network with individuals Um, and you know it's a more efficient and quick way to reach out to people and talk to them so I would definitely continue um, networking in the digital way that um, you may or may not have done before. Um, If you can't have a lunch with somebody, you can hop on a Zoom call with them um, and just talk to them for 15 minutes or so. Um, Or you you could, you know, hit them up on LinkedIn and just ask them some questions. Um, I don't know, Patrick, if you've still kind of, how you've been able to maintain your network um, during all of this. Um, but that's kind of what I've been trying to do. And, you know, people have reached out to me as well on LinkedIn, asking me questions. And um, I've, you know, I've been home all this time and I've just been able to respond. <laughs> so I have like a little uh-huh. bit more time. You know, I'm not traveling as much or um, driving from home, you know, to work from home. i working from home. So I have a little bit more time to be able to answer some of those questions. So how has that been for you networking in this uh, this COVID world, Patrick?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think it's changed much. Um, you know, cuz I think a lot of stuff is done digitally anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of outside of your your work, you know, outside of your job and the and the place that you work, I don't think it's changed much. Um, you know, I've even gone I've even met people for lunch, you know, over this whole thing and you wear your mask and you know, you're good. So like hmm. You know, you know, people, people are comfortable with that. And I think that's, that's fine. But like, I can see where, you know, building, trying to, if you're starting out and trying to build a network that building a network is, or building, you know, finding people to network with and finding people in your industry when you're, when, you know, when you don't really know anybody else in the industry is really hard. Um, regardless, I think that's, you know, whether or not we're in a pandemic or not, I think it's, it's difficult and I think it takes time. Yeah. Um, to to build that and to find people to talk to and to reach out to people. That just, you know, it just takes time. I feel like, I feel like right now versus like a year ago, it's a lot slower um, because, you know, everybody's working remotely. So I think, you know, just working remotely, I think slows people down because you can't have a five minute conversation in person. You've got to have a, you know, a 35 minute conversation over Slack. And so I think, I think, networking itself is just slow anyway, but I think it's, I think you know, being fully digital probably slows it down a little bit more too that way, just because you have to you know, you reach out to somebody and you have to wait till they return your, you know, your message or whatever. <clears throat> and when they're working remotely and they're returning messages all day, you know, you're going to get put on the back burner versus, you know, where you maybe didn't used to, but um, so I think that poses a problem. I think you know, not being able to go to user groups, um, you know, or go to meetups and stuff like that. Virtual meetups, you don't really, you, you lose the networking piece of a virtual meetup. You get the you get the focus of the presentation, but you lose the you know I'm gonna sit next to this person and chat with them for five minutes and come over here and talk to them for five minutes, or I'm gonna introduce myself. You know, you can't really do that in like a Zoom meetup. Um, yeah, and so I think I think you lose a lot of that, but. Um, I think it's still very possible. I think, you know, LinkedIn's a great platform for making connections and, and you know, staying in touch with people. Um, I think, you know, Slack groups, like we've talked about, you know, we have the, the here in Utah. Well, it's everywhere now, but we have the Product Hive Slack organization. Um, you know, I know Dylan Winspear on his podcast. He's got a Slack uh, group now you know, a couple hundred people in there now too. So, and they're always doing stuff, doing little networking events and things like that. So I think, I think there's possibilities. You just, I think like you said, you kind of have to be a little bit more creative and reach out more than, you know, be a little bit more proactive about stuff. Mm -hmm. I really like what you said about figuring figuring out if there's a way that you could do something, use your design skills to help with the pandemic and with what people need right now. Cause I'm sure... I'm sure there's plenty of opportunity to do kind of what you talked about, you know, pro bono work, free work to get stuff in your portfolio. There's probably a ton of stuff out there. Yeah. Um, you know, finding that might be kind of tricky, but you know, I mean, you can, you, you can start just by Google and stuff, right? Like that's, that's where everybody starts. So I think, yeah, I think the opportunities are still there. I, I still think too, like, With the economy and, you know, having companies lay off people, um, you know, looking kind of looking back at it now, this may sound a little harsh or weird, but looking back on it now, I think a lot of companies took the took the pandemic opportunity to just kind of like clean house a little bit, you know, (laughs) maybe maybe let go of people that they've been meaning to let go and kind of give them uh, an excuse sort of. I know that's kind of cold, sounds kind of cold, but I think that's kind of the reality. I don't know if a lot of companies really needed to lay off people, but maybe just took advantage of the situation. Um, Hmm. And so I think there's still a lot of opportunity out there. Um, You know, the market's probably a little bit more saturated with people looking right now, just because there have been a lot of layoffs and you had, you know, like locally you had Instructure layoff people. Uh, you know, because of the acquisition, it really didn't have anything to do with COVID. It was just more of the acquisition, um, and so there are people out there that are still looking for jobs. But I think there's still a lot of opportunity. Like I still see people on LinkedIn all the time posting stuff that, you know, we need we we need we're looking for UX designers. If you go mm-hmm. into like LinkedIn jobs, there's still a ton on there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the market is still, you know, I don't think it's as volatile. Uh, From a job perspective, as it seems on the outside, I think there's still a lot of companies hiring, but yeah, I I don't know. I would take, if it was me and I had a job and I was looking to get into uh, UX design, I would take this time to really dive into my portfolio. That's probably what I would do is like, you know, try to make the best portfolio I could, you know, do a bunch of portfolio research with other UX designers Online, You know, just like Google stuff, find some other UX designers and their portfolios, figure out what you like. And then, like you said, try to get some projects um, if you can for other people. You know, you look through your family members. Hey, do you have a website I can build for you? Do you have something I can do for you, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, or even do redesign case studies, things like that. But I would just try to, like, really focus in on my portfolio.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, something else I also wanted to mention too, like along the lines of opportunity, um, for jobs, I think like one, if we if we can like think of one good thing that's come out of this is I think a lot of companies, since they've been forced to work remotely, um, I think a lot more now are open to, um, have remote UX designers than there were before. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have an opportunity, not just to look locally where you live for jobs, but there might be a lot more companies that are looking for designers remotely that are just all over the country, maybe even outside of the country um, where, where they weren't um, like maybe a, used to that before or they hadn't tried it before, but now they're kind of forced to. Um, so that's, that's another thing to consider as well. There, there definitely are you know, companies that have been laying off designers, um, but I still think you know, there is a need for design. Um, there is a need for UX design for sure. And, um, there are companies that, that need some, and there might be some that are now open to, you know, bring in some outside people that, you know, don't live in their same state or, you know, near their same city. So, um, that's something I would definitely look into as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good point. Cause I know, you know, like what, what Google just announced, they're not coming back to the office until next mm-hmm. year, right? Like July, 2021. Um, So I think, yeah, there's, there's definitely like you, you definitely don't have to look in your city anymore for a UX job. You can look outside and not have to worry, you know, not have to worry about relocating either. Yeah. Um, you know, fully remote opportunities I think are popping up all over the place. So that is a really good point.
0: Yeah. So these are pretty good tips, Patrick. Is there anything else you can think of? Um, yeah, in terms of, Maintaining your skills, um, getting a new job, and networking.
1: Not, not really. I mean, yeah, you practice. Find some stuff to practice. Practice on your portfolio. I mean, redesign your portfolio six times. Like, yeah. take the time to do it if you need to. Um, you know, I think I think too. Going back to that, I think that's one thing that I think is important for boot camp graduates too. Is if you if you went to a university, you would have you would have a lot more projects, I think, you know, like I, when I went to, when I went to college, you know, I had three, two or three projects in every course I took right throughout the Mm -hmm. two and a half years I was in my, my digital media program. And so I had a lot of little things and a lot had some big websites, but I probably designed four to five websites, you know, just like in my college career and I think that's, that's one disadvantage that the boot camps, boot camp students have is when they graduate, they don't have that same, um, that same amount of work, student work that you would at a, in a longer program. And so I think it, I think it is wise. I think it would be really wise to take time now, um, to, you know, fill that portfolio up with stuff and they don't. and And like I said, they don't have to be big, major UX projects, but just design projects, right? Like you know, designing anything, you know, designing yeah. your, 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 uh, you know, like, I don't know. I like, and I'm thinking about in the past, I designed websites for, you know, I designed landing pages for people, you know, that's not a website. It's a one page deal, but I threw those in my portfolio. So I think, yeah, taking that time to take advantage of it and figure out where, where you can design something and show your skill set. you know, regardless of the project, is important for really any bootcamp student, but I think probably even more now.
0: Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. And I think like yeah, the more, the more you can show in your portfolio, um, the more um, the companies hiring, you know, can get an idea of what you can do. And if you come with one project that you've done, and you kind of like, you're able to kind of show your your design process, and here's the solution and everything compared to another designer who like came with um, a bunch of projects and they can really dive deep into um, all of the different types of solutions they've worked on and um, the things they've learned. And so they, they have more experience, you know, coming in um, with that. And, you know, I think more ammo coming in. Mm -hmm. So I think it's definitely a great point.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's a good time. I think, you know, it's a little bit slower. So I think, you know, patience, like patience, you're gonna to have to have more patience if you're looking for a job right now mm-hmm. um you know i talked to a couple of my friends of mine that have been laid off and they said they struggled with that you know because if they would have got laid off you know if they would have got laid off a year and a half ago they probably could have just jumped right back into another job you know in a few weeks um but it took them you know it took them a month month and a half a little bit longer you know two months and these are skilled you know senior designers um And it took them a while just to find, you know, to, to find the right place. And I think part of that's, you know, is there's, there's people, there's a lot of people out there looking. Um, I think there's still a lot of jobs, but I think companies are just moving a little bit slower just in general, like not even slower with a hire, but just like everything's a little bit slower. You know, if you, if you interview now, you're interviewing in probably two or three zoom calls versus coming in and spending an afternoon at a company and meeting everyone, you know, um, And then there, you know, just, just looking at it uh, practically on their end, like if you're hiring somebody now, um, you know, you got to do those Zoom calls, you got to do those things, and then you've got to have conversations via Slack or, you know, over Zoom about, you know, the, the skill set of these people. And, you know, so I think just logistically, just, just practically, I think everything's a little bit slower. And so I think, it, you know, it just takes a little bit more time.
0: Yeah yeah that's a great point. Have that patience, but, man getting yeah it, searching for jobs is horrible. It's just horrible. <laughs> it's like as bad as you know like dating like trying to find your like you know your person um yeah, finding a job is just horrible. You just get your heart broken all the time, you get <laughs> rejected all the time, so doing it during all of this when it's going slower, <laughs> that's definitely yeah. gonna be hard so um to all those out there listening, um, looking for a job. Um, I feel ya. I'm not, I'm not in the moment, but, um, uh, I feel for you.
1: Yeah. It's, and it's definitely harder too when you don't have a job, you know, Yeah. like that's where I, that's, that's the worst part is, you know, when you're, if you're just, if you're just underemployed and you're looking for something better, it's, it's so much easier to find a job than when, you're not employed you know Mm -hmm. and you're like i'm just trying to just trying to get a job to pay the bills and you've only got you know it's just such a time crunch so much pressure involved so that can be tough um i think you know i've been there i've been there not having a job getting unemployed getting laid off um but uh you just keep doing it man just like every day just keep figuring out something to do, something to work on, keep yourself busy, keep yourself motivated. And, you know, before you know it, something will happen, turn up and then you you'll look back at it and be like, man, it was, that felt like, it felt like three years of my life. I couldn't find a job, but it was really, you know, four weeks,
0: yeah. five weeks or whatever.
1: Yeah. And Interviewing is so interviewing sucks in general, right? Like yeah. going, going to people's offices and you're interviewing, you do so many interviews and, it's just so time consuming, but I can't imagine doing zoom interviews like constantly, you know, like doing, doing 10 to 30 interviews in person is exhausting, but zoom calls have got to be even worse just cause there's not a, there's not a, you know, there's not a connection there, right. You're just, it's just through the, the screen. So it's gotta be hard just to be like, you know, be yourself and try to, you know, figure out the body language of the people hiring and, all that stuff like it's got to be impossible
0: yeah yeah it's really hard
1: and everybody looks like hell over the internet right <laughs> like we all none of us have good cameras none of us had none of that
0: so it's like what are you trying to say man
1: <laughs> i'm just saying everybody's more beautiful in person than they are over the internet <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's a reason see there's a reason why movie stars do well on screens because they're they're freaking amazingly beautiful people on camera. The rest of us, the rest of us, still we're not photogenic that way. That's why we. That's you know we're all we're all uh, you know we're all DJs here. We all belong. Our voices are powerful, but not not our faces.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Zoom needs to come out with some some uh, yeah movie star filters to help me out.
1: Yeah. Just need better cameras, man. If we had if we had better better cameras on our computers or plus half of us in our basements or in these weird rooms, you know, in our houses. It's like mm-hmm. it's just it's just awful, you know. It's like it's like, you know, when view well not when Higher View, but higher higher view does those video screener uh interview things, you know, where you record mm-hmm. yourself talking about yourself or whatever. Those are always horrendous, right? Because you don't have the good equipment, you don't have like, you know, your production value is so low, right? And you're at your house. And I'm like, now everybody exists that way. Everybody exists in a higher view screener video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, those that are like pre-recorded are like, because you're like on their software and you like have to record it, they're just like so stressful.
1: <laughs> yeah. They got, like, <laughs> like, the countdown and, like... Yeah,
0: that's the worst experience. I I did, like, a long time ago. Before I was even a designer, I I interviewed for something like that. And I don't think it was higher view, um that, you know, that I went through. But I, I was, like, applying to Franklin Covey to, like, be a copywriter. Um, oh, didn't yeah. know I wanted to do it, but I was just like, here's an interesting job. Um, so, like, I had to do one of those. And it was, like... I, I did, of course, look absolutely horrible. And I completely absolutely tanked that interview like when I had to do the recording and I saw the timer I'm like uh like I had it all prepared but you know when I saw that timer then I just like I froze and I just like did horribly I just stuttered the whole time (laughs) oh man it was bad so yeah don't do those just get on a call with somebody if you're if you're interviewing somebody (laughs) get on a call and just have a human conversation with them (laughs) (laughs) it's true but one thing, Patrick, that I did want to mention that we, we haven't talked about yet is if you're, you're a grad coming out into this world um, and you're looking for ways to practice and learn some more, uh, get a mentor. Uh, definitely get a mentor, yeah. somebody that can help you out. They might be able to help you um, connect with other people and find jobs they might help you find opportunities to work more and also give you advice on your portfolio. So you, when you do it, the redesign six times, you can really get it down and get some great feedback from a mentor. Yeah.
1: You can dial it in. Yeah. I'm a big fan of mentors. Um, one thing to remember about a mentor is, is that, you know, for everybody to remember is that when you have a mentor, the mentor's not your teacher, right? They're not, they're not out there, you know, grading your work or anything you got mm-hmm. to reach out to them and create time for yourself to meet with the mentor um, and you got to ask questions and you got to learn from them, right? It's, I think some people get, I heard this from one of the students that um, I was talking to over at Dev Mountain about you know, hey I got this mentor but they never contact me, you know, they never like I, I told them we set, up a, we set up a time, we had a lunch but then they never reach out, contact me after that and i was like yeah that's not what mentors do <laughs> mentors aren't your babysitters so you you reach out to them and you know ask them the questions you want to know and talk to them about their lives and figure that out and you know it doesn't i don't think it goes you know they're not your parents mm-hmm. they're not they're not trying to teach you how to do this so but yeah get a get a mentor there's plenty of mentors you know like just get on, you know, get on LinkedIn, find some people that you like, you know, find somebody, find somebody in the position. I always tell the students, you know, like find somebody in the position where you want to be, you know, what's the next step for you in your career? If you're, if you're a boot camp and you just want to be a junior designer, then find a junior designer, right? Yeah. Find somebody that's the next step above where you're trying to head, right? Who's down the path a little bit further than you. Tell them to pause catch up with them right like don't don't you know like if you're a junior designer don't don't try to get a ceo as your mentor right that's not really probably going to help your career path now they might help you with networking and some other things and stuff but you know get somebody the next step up from where you're at right in front of you you know and i think I, i think most people know people like that right yeah um and just because just cause a person's been designing a year, six months, doesn't mean they haven't learned anything, right? Maybe they're not as wise as a as a as a fifteen-year sage designer, you know, but but they they have six months to a year more experience than you do, and they have a job, so like they've done something correct, and they've they've learned something, and they've been lucky somehow, right? So like, mm-hmm. talk to them about it and And that's usually safer because they're closer they're they're closer related to you right in your career where it's like they're closer to you so you can relate to them a little bit more you know and they can remember like I have a hard time remem like it like the like the new students they're asking me about interviewing and stuff like that I'm like, I don't even know like I know how to interview, but i don't i I'm not as thoughtfully prepared as I was ten years ago when I was interviewing a lot, you know. Yeah. Like I had definitely. a list of things like go into your interview and don't do this and do this and don't do this. And this is what you need to work on. Like, I don't have that now. And so I think it helps to have somebody that's mentoring you that's closer in your career path than somebody that's farther away from your career path. I think it's it's also a good idea probably to have a couple of mentors, you know, have your moonshot mentor, your CEO, you know, your chief product officer. That's your, you know, whatever. But I think also it's, it's probably really wise just as a junior designer to have, you know, you know, if you're trying to find a job, is find a, find a person that was in the cohort in front of you. Or, you know, I think one cool thing about all the, uh, the, um, bootcamp stuff is the mentors they have are usually people like the mentors and some of the teachers and instructors that you have in your class. In your cohort, those people are people that were just in your class, right? Mm-hmm. Like a couple cohorts ago, and now maybe they've got a job, or they've got contract work, or they got something, and so, you know, they've got some experience. Like they're great to talk to because they were they they understand where you were at, and they also know they've also got a job. So it's like, you know, talk to those people too if you're from a bootcamp school.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome advice. That's something I hadn't thought of before because. Yeah, that that advice they'll give you is very it's going to be very fresh advice and definitely relevant. So if you're you're seeking out seniors that have been doing this for five, 10 years, you know, asking them about getting jobs, like getting jobs five or 10 years ago was very different um, from what it is now. Um, Yeah. So that's a really great point. um, Getting that fresh advice. And it might even be easier to get a (laughs) get somebody to respond to you if they're um, like, just just right step above you. Um, they might be really excited to mentor you. So, um, yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, Do that. yeah.
1: I mean, and we've you know, I've hired we've hired junior designers, and I've noticed, you know, after every one of those designers that just came out of school, gets to about their year mark at the company, they they they're, they're kind of hungry for teaching other people. You know, they kind of like mm-hmm. they kind of like want they want to share their skills, right? Versus, I think sometimes senior designers get to a point where they're really busy. And maybe a little bit jaded and don't want to like help out, right? They kinda of yeah. wanna do their own thing. Versus like a designer that's a couple of years into their career is pretty hungry and they're excited still and like they're really excited to share what they're learning and share what they're doing and share their failures and their successes. So I think that's kinda of, that's a good, you know I I'm sure I'm sure if you're you know, if you're looking for a job and you got a buddy that, you know, is one year year and a half into his career, her career, um, reach out to them. Cause I'm sure they'd be flattered and honored to be like your mentor. Right. I think that would mm-hmm. be really exciting for them.
0: Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well um, I hope we answered Aaron's questions.
1: Yeah, I hope so. That wasn't as a uh, controversial question as I thought it was going to be coming from Twitter, you know, <laughs> I thought it'd be like this question this topic is from DJ Trump. <laughs> and it's about I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like I thought everything on Twitter now is just conspiracy theories. Isn't that what Twitter and Facebook are now?
0: Uh yes. I would agree with that. Plenty of that stuff. Um That's that's a lot of what Twitter's for now, for sure. Yeah. But except for this one question, Patrick.
1: Yeah, that was an amazing question.
0: That was a great question.
1: We need more questions from Twitter then.
0: Yeah, yeah, keep sending them in. I thought that was great and very relevant. So, awesome.
1: Cool, well, I'm going to go back to watching Hamilton. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) So maybe next week you'll watch Hamilton too?
0: Yeah, I'll have to bring my review next week.
1: (laughs) If, if we can at least be 55 minutes into it each. (laughs) Oh, what if we did this? Andy, what if, okay, I'm at, I am at, I'm currently at 41 minutes, so I've got a minute and 58. What if, what if you, if we split that in half, okay, so that's, if you watched 55 minutes and I watched 55 minutes.
0: Oh my gosh, okay.
1: Okay, I, I'll i watch the next 55 minutes. You start Hamilton at one hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> and then we'll combine the reviews together.
0: That is the awesomest thing I've ever heard.
1: So yeah, you, you start at, so I'll, I'll go another 55 minutes. You start at I'm looking for like the next segment where it would start. It looks like about a minute 40. They're starting a new song.
0: Start at an, an hour 40, you mean?
1: Yeah, an hour 40. Okay, so so if start you start it. there and do the last part, because that, that'll give you... That's an hour.
0: Okay. Nice. So
1: I would have watched... At this point, I would have watched an hour 40. You watch an hour. Seems pretty fair.
0: Yeah, I'm down with this. This is great.
1: And then we can compare notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Talk to you next time.
0: <laughs> I right, see it.
1: You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do, because you made it to the end of this episode. That is share it. Share it with a coworker, share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter. Just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast though. Go buy a t shirt over at designmuch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride. And then, lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics. Use hashtag DesignMuchTopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuchorg contact and fill out the form.